At this point in the seerah of our beloved Prophet وسلم, we get to the point in Medina when one of the, and it's very interesting that this is actually one of the much lesser known companions. We say radiallahu anhum, may Allah be pleased you know, with all of them. But it's interesting at different points in the seerah when you see how Allah utilizes different people for different things. And for this specific thing, which is very important to each and every one of us on a daily basis, multiple times a day, it's interesting to note who Allah chose for this primarily. And this is basically the only thing that we, that we have that's noteworthy, according to us, based on, based on what we see, that's noteworthy regarding this companion, Abdullah bin Zayd. He's the companion who had the dream because now they were in Medina. Now they had established this message, but they had to figure out what the best way was to call people to prayer. They didn't have that issue in Mecca. They didn't have that luxury in Mecca. But now that they had that, that luxury, now that they had the room to breathe and to think, they were trying to figure out different, different ways of calling people to prayer. And this companion, he has a dream in which he was taught the adhan. So in the morning he goes to the Prophet ﷺ and he tells him that he had this dream and the Prophet confirms that this was a true dream. This is the sign that we've been looking for. This is what we're going to do moving forward. So then the Prophet assigns it to Bilal عن, to call adhan. So when Bilal is calling adhan for the first time, Sayyidina Umar, he comes in and he says, I, I had the same dream last night regarding exactly these words. So you have that confirmation as well. One of the gems that we can take from this instance is you never know how Allah can use you for His sake. You never know how Allah can use you for His sake. We may think that, oh, that, you know, maybe we're, we're nobody. Maybe, you know, that we can do something small to benefit the community. Maybe we can do something small to benefit the masjid. Then do that, that thing that you consider to be small. It's better to do something as opposed to nothing. And you never know the barakah that may be in that thing. You never know your own potential because Allah can open doors for you that you never even knew were there. Right? So this story reminds us of that. So this is, this is point number one. And then point number two, the, the, the incident of the Adhan being established in, in Medina. And then we move on from there. I'll keep it brief. Then from there we move on to the Battle of Badr. And the symbolism contained that is packed within the Battle of Badr is very powerful for each and every one of us to reflect upon and to think about. Especially when, when, when you look at before the battle, the, the night before, when Allah sent the rain, that rain improved the situation of the believers. It made their situation, their footing, a little bit easier, a little bit better. And then on the other side, it made things a little bit more difficult. Right? And you find the Prophet, even though he dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, he did every step of preparation. They did every step of preparation. He had the support of his community. Technically, the Ansar did not have to get involved in the Battle of Badr. Their official agreement was, if the city is invaded, if somebody lays siege on our city, if they attack our city, then we're going to defend you. The Battle of Badr was sort of in the middle. Technically, by the letter of the law, by the letter of their agreement with the Prophet ﷺ, they didn't technically have to, but they wanted to, they chose to. They told the Prophet, if you were to go and march into the sea, we're following you, we're not going anywhere. You have our full support through and through. And this is why the Ansar, they were the Ansar, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. 
So everything is prepared beforehand as best they could. Even then, the Prophet is making dua, making dua, making dua to the point where Abu Bakr he goes and he consoles him like, "Enough, ya Rasulullah, enough. Allah is going to take care of us." And we know what happened during the battle. They were they were outnumbered basically three to one, and they didn't just sort of when they they totally destroyed their opponent basically. And beforehand, you have the Prophet saying, "Abu Jahl is going to die here. So and so is going to die here. So and so is going to is going to die here." And that's exactly what happened. Exactly as the Prophet prophesied, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And then afterwards, what does Allah tell us in Surah Al-Anfal? And I'll conclude with this: So during a time of success. Allah reminds the believing community to stay in the middle, to remain humble, to remain humble. So when things are good, there's a sense of humility. And then when things are challenging, when things are challenging, then you find Allah lifting up, lifting up the morale of the believers to try for us to try our best to constantly stay in the middle. When things are good, we remember Allah. When things are challenging, we remember Allah. We ask Allah to guide all of us and forgive us. We ask Allah to accept our efforts and to overlook our shortcomings.